Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Mario dot 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 the bounty hunter. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How you doing tonight, Mark? I'm feeling so good. Oh, yeah? Feeling so good? I feel like I have a pretty good hair day going on today, yeah. Yeah, which you is gotta, not, yeah, like, yeah. always true. Mm. I'm always so jealous of other people's hair. Your hair, for instance, very jealous, because it may take Patrick's a lot of hair. effort, What? but it always <laughs> looks so effortless. It's like when you're watching mm. a ballet performance, you're like, I know this is hard, but they make it look so easy. Right. Well, I'll have you know that I today I did nothing with my hair. Oh, I'm so I jealous. I barely left the house. Your hair, your hair is looking good tonight. This is manufactured. Oh, no. Meticulously. Uh, my hair was uh, meticulously manufactured yesterday. Um, and then today... School pictures? We, yes, that's right. Uh, I was wearing a, a tie and a vest, and I was smiling big. I was excited to get my braces off. Um, but no, t- t- today uh, was, like, here's a little peek behind the curtain. Today was a no bathing day for me. <laughs> I got up. I worked for a little while. I went to the comic book store. Got to get those new X-Men comics. And then uh, came home, worked some more. Didn't shower. You came over. And here we are. <laughs> This is fine. I feel like I shower for the both of us. When you were walking that's, on the beach and you, and you saw no bath slippers, that's because I was carrying you. Very good. That is a deal that you cannot take back, my friend. Here's something else you don't have to take back. There we go. Patrick's copy of Sonic Forces. You can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. It is weird, though, because giving it back is part of, like, taking it back is, is part of the process. Yes. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com with a mailing address that we can send Sonic Forces to. If you send us a mailing address that we cannot send Sonic Forces to, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, don't, don't have me address it to the moon. Yeah. Yeah, or, just please don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. Or the bottom of the Mariana Trench. My gosh, can you imagine? Okay, so you know how the Postal Service does something with every letter that's sent to Santa Claus? Sure. What if you addressed it to Santa Claus, mm. care of the moon? Oh, boy. Uh, so, w- wait, wait, hold on. So the moon is like Santa's ward? <laughs> no, wouldn't Santa be, be the, the moon's, moon's ward? ward? Look, yes, in we this don't, scenario. I don't think we know how uh, legal stewardship works. And who would be in charge of whom in this Who scenario? is Batman and who is Robin? That's how I, that's how all parental relationships are ward. Yeah. Uh, owner. Yeah. No, I, owner is definitely not right. Ward and mentor? Is that right? Uh, yes. Yes. Sure. Okay. Batman and Robin. Do you see that uh, uh, Tim Drake is getting a new code name and it's just Drake? Mm, uh, it's just his last name. I, don't particularly care for that. Seems irresponsible. Is there another superhero that just goes by their last name? Well, Batman. Well, right, Bruce Batman. We all know. We all know that character's name. <laughs> Look, borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. You'll have fun with it. And it doesn't cost you anything. Here's another thing you can do. Send us your Super Mario Maker 2 levels. We like playing them. We like hating them. We like liking them. So send them to us. Either tweet at us at Nincart Society or email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And here's a third thing you can do that you'd like. Uh, this week, I'm a guest on the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast. If that podcast name sounds familiar to you, it's because we've mentioned it on this show from my previous appearances. And uh, we've had the two hosts of this show on uh, of that show on this show, Matt Acevedo and Christian Humes. We've had them on here before. Uh, and they were great guests. So go listen to the Ultimate Fictional Character yeah, Podcast. Yeah, you like listening to us rank mm-hmm. stuff. That's basically what this podcast is about. It's great. You should go listen to it. Uh, Mark, why don't you go ahead and, and uh, spoil the end of the episode and give us the three funniest jokes from it. <laughs> no? The butler did it. Okay. At one point, I turn to the room. Oh, my God. And I say, what happened? 
But you did it like Fred Willard's character in Best in Show? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or uh, Mighty Wind, I guess. <laughs> Look, they all run together. Um, but check out that show. It's a good show. And uh, Mark is great on it, I'm sure. Because Mark's great on everything, right, guys? Uh, we also got uh, we got an email um, about one of our shows from a couple weeks ago from um, Tony uh, that I just wanted to read here. He brings up some interesting points. So let's dig into this. It, uh, the title of the email is Omitted Villain. You ready to be taking a task here, Mark? Uh, Tony says, Hi, Mark and Patrick. I just wanted to chime in and say that Pokemon was a no-show in your best villains rankings. I'd like to nominate Giovanni, the mob boss controlling Team Rocket in Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow. Not only do you have to battle him twice uh, on the way to thwarting Team Rocket, but it's also revealed that he is the leader of the Viridian City Gym. It's quite a twist, learning that uh, learning the only thing standing between you and your 8th badge was Team Rocket's leader. There are a slew of evil teams in Pokemon, but Giovanni is the only one who drives events in multiple regions. In Gen 2, Johto, you not only have to stop Team Rocket from uh, contacting Giovanni to be uh, reformed, but your rival is also Giovanni's abandoned son, which drives his anger and motivations. And then in Alola, Giovanni's reformed Team Rainbow Rocket is the main villain of the post-game, leading to the showdown with the boss where you square off against uh, his Mewtwo. Uh, a Pokemon Giovanni canonically had a large hand in creating. I'd say Giovanni's calculated but menacing personality, as well as his outsized impact on the world of Pokemon, merits consideration. I'd put him uh, around the higher end of the middle tier for my rankings. Uh, sorry if you got an email about this already. I'm a few episodes behind. Thank you for reading, If even if it doesn't make an episode, Tony. Tony, it made the episode. Tony, thank you so much. That's actually a really good point. Yes. We completely neglected Giovanni and Team Rocket or anybody from Pokemon, really. Yeah, well, I... I do feel like in in some ways uh you and I are like on a little bit on the outside of Pokemon for sure um so it it ends up uh becoming even though you know we're both going to get the new one and we both played Sun and Moon that it ends up being a little bit of a blind spot it didn't for us. spring immediately to mind for sure no yeah it, as as uh, something that we we're obviously missing so where does it go in the rankings I don't have the rankings in front of me uh middle high I think that's good yeah probably above King K rule the way things were shaking out look look there's no way it was, he was going to go below King K. Roll. That guy was sitting too high for my liking already. All right, Mark, let's get into the topic at hand and do some job swaps. Okay, so what does a Nintendo job swap even mean? Well, like the classic TV show. Mm-hmm. Wife t- swap? Like wife swap, uh-huh. except instead of switching wives, we're switching... Nintendo character jobs. Right. Because we were... Look, Astral Chain came out a couple weeks ago, and uh, Mark and I haven't played it, but it is a game that we are interested in in some capacity, but we thought, this is a weird thing about Astral Chain. The main characters are cops. Uh, not common in Nintendo stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is that a, just a not common in like Japanese uh, like fiction kind of thing? Or are, No, I mean, because I feel like there's like a lot cops. of like JRPGs where... Oh, the, I guess that's Or true. like detective games or whatever. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. an investigator. I just think that there's so much like American uh, fiction where cops are, where the cops are your characters. Yeah, totally. Um, but in any event, there are cops in Astral Chain and we we're like, who even among the Nintendo characters would be good cops? And so that got us thinking. Uh-huh. What if you took some Nintendo characters what other Nintendo characters yes. could, you know, potentially fill in, like, if they were the substitute teacher for the day. Right, yes. If someone needed to, I don't know, call in sick. Wario called out sick. That's Actually, right. Actually, Wario would be the substitute teacher. Oh, for every single one? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like... That's, if, like, his job. Exactly. That's, like, his full-time yeah. gig is uh-huh. substitute teacher. Like, oh, I'm Sorry, substitute teacher. Right, but whatever, the name of um the... I was a substitute teacher at some point, <laughs> so, like, I get it. I, oh, you can say it, because you were one of them. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I'm casting dispersions on myself. Um... <laughs> uh, what is the name of the uh, the brain training doctor? Yeah, uh, you know if he you know got sick, <laughs> couldn't teach his course, right? Wario. Wario would be the adjunct professor or like the TA. I mean, the thing that's funny about that is uh, those brain training games are very mini gamey, even to the almost being micro gamey. So yeah, Wario would be really good at that because he's got 
all the WarioWare experience. Mark is shaking his head. No, it no, no, no. I'm shaking my head in amazement mm. at the uh, kismet that just happened. Yes. Because we didn't even try to do that job swap. No. We just stumbled upon it. Look, when with the, when this goes down in the record books, this wasn't one of the job swaps. This one doesn't even count. That's right. We have eight other job swaps. That's right. That we're going to try to do. So uh, we have selected eight Nintendo characters, and we did this... By trying to get uh, Smash Brothers to randomly select eight characters for us. And then we realized uh, a little bit into the process that most Nintendo characters don't have jobs. Corrin. A a dragon. Well, yeah. What's Mewtwo's job? What does Mewtwo do every day? Lazy. He he just like broods in a tube. I saw Detective Pikachu. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) Uh, So so we, uh, we, we... told uh, Smash Brothers to keep giving us characters until we found characters that we liked. Uh, and then we are also including uh, Akira and his or her uh, sibling. Right, because in Astral yeah. Chain, the character or the player, uh, player's avatar or whatever, is a seemingly nameless character. And then whatever gender you pick, the other gender, the other, like, your twin is the other gender and they have the name akira right so we are including akira and brother sister um and uh so that that is the occupation of police officer Mm -hmm. uh you know when we can determine whether the fact that they're in like a you know like neo tokyo like future world or that that matters or not you know there's obviously some sort of astral projection Eh, spectral uh, plane going on that's right uh and so let's run down the other seven yes so, starting with Star Fox. Star Fox. Uh, fighter pilot. A known fighter pilot. Ace pilot. Um, I say we broaden this just enough so that he can take on other flying jobs if he needs to. Absolutely. I mean, look, uh, a commercial airline is down a pilot, but somebody's got to get to Newark. Yeah, that's right. And look, like, maybe you want to give helicopter tours of the Statue of Liberty. Like, that's he's your man. He can do it. We Fit Trainer. This one's obvious. Uh, a fitness trainer. Uh, doesn't have to just be yoga. Doesn't just have to be CrossFit. This is a, a an all-encompassing trainer. Probably does a little nutrition. Yeah, yeah, sure. Breathing exercises. Oh, definitely some mindfulness exercises, too. Sa- Samus Aaron. Yes, this is your classic bounty hunter. You give her a target, and you say, 30 bucks. And she says, how about 45? And you say, done. Dr. Mario? Obvious, a doctor. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Game & Watch. Now this one's a little bit, a uh, little bit softer, because um, mm-hmm. we know that sometimes Mr. Game and Watch, you see him, he's a chef or like a short order cook or something, mm-hmm. right? Or like he's a firefighter. Yeah, sometimes he's like a whale killer. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he's a whale killer, um, and sometimes he's a fisherman. Maybe those are the that same thing. The same game. That was the same. Uh, maybe sometimes he's on the set of a B movie and he's being attacked by a fake octopus. Right. So all of these things are how he spends his time. But we know that in reality, Mr. Game & Watch is a fool. Yeah, he's a real bumbler. He's kind of like the Mr. Magoo of the Nintendo universe. Yeah, and a little bit like the Charlie Chaplin, right? Like, he's just, he is constantly looking for gigs and constantly losing them. So, I don't know, fool, bumbler, tramp, he's all The guy who's going to try to borrow 50 bucks from you. Yes, that's right. He'll gladly uh, pay you tomorrow, Tuesday, for, for a hamburger, hamburger today. today. Um, King K. Rule, Monarch. Yep, and we are uh, choosing King K. Rule, which, again, I am not happy how much we have to talk about King K. Rule. Um, but we are taking him in his king form, in not his... Captain uh, form. Not his captain form or his commander form, which is what he is in Donkey Kong Country 3. And finally, Simon Belmont. Vampire Hunter, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, vampire Hunters are important. Without them, we would be... Oh, Overrun with vampires, to say nothing of werewolves, the circle of life, Frankenstein's. It would be a disaster. So let's go. Let's let's actually start at this end of the list, and we'll work our way back to cops because I feel like that's sort of the genesis of all of this. Um, so uh, we are at Vampire Hunter, who, accepting of course the uh, Belmonts and the Richters, mm-hmm. who makes a good vampire hunter. So. This is my gut instinct is a little bit crazy. Yeah. But I'm going to say possibly Luigi. Oh, okay. Now, a reluctant hero to be sure, but definitely always, a character. Always a reluctant hero. But, you know, like uh, definitely a character who can be called on to deal with the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, famously in the Luigi's Mansion series. Like he's a coward, but he's able to muster enough courage to go on. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I would worry about there is that like, 
when Luigi's battling ghosts, they are just as elastic and goofy as he is. And I don't think he's going to find any vampires that fit. Like, what's the goofiest vampire you can think of? Like a what we do in the shadows vampire? Yeah. Even that is going to be a little bit too hardcore for Luigi. So I think you need to have someone who's got, like, legit hero creds. Yeah, that's true, because Luigi is helped out a lot by the Poltergust. Yes, and Professor Egad. And there, I... Um, I don't really know what you could equip him with that would make him, uh, like a viable opponent yeah. for vampires or yeah. other monsters. Um, so I'm going to throw this out here. What about Pit from Kid Icarus? Um, we know he's got like arrows and stuff, so he could just replace those arrows with like wooden stakes or just make the, the arrows wood. That counts as a stake, right? I, I would think so. And I would also think that then, like, Pelutena could act as, like, his uh, vampire hunting dispatch. He's basically um, the Giles to his Buffy the Vampire mm-hmm. Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they're already, like, quippy with each other. I'm basically just recasting Buffy with a Nintendo character. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do we think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. And also, Pitt is uh, a otherworldly character as well so that gives him a good advantage um against right because like he doesn't have the same his wings he doesn't really have like the same limitations as a regular like mortal character this is a great point because if luigi gets bitten by a vampire he's gonna be able to suck out all his blood we don't even know if pit has blood but what if what if we're fighting like a little bit fire with fire like Mm. what would do you think that somebody like ridley would be effective against a vampire or maybe mm. somebody like Ganondorf, like somebody who's really ruthless. Sure. Right. And you don't want to cross them, but maybe in like a suicide squad sort of way. Oh my you God. You need him to take out like a bigger threat. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a borderline blade situation there, right? That you're like the evil, you know, like, or the only like half evil, you know, is going to be better than like the Vamp- I'm screwing up this analogy. <laughs> like 100%. The spirit of it, I think, lives yeah, large. It was, it was is there. So, uh, yeah, Ganondorf, I think, would be um, a great candidate for that. Who was the, who was the other one? Uh, said? Ridley. Ridley, uh, like Because yeah. Ridley is, like, vicious and very, like, animalistic. But... He seems indelicate about it, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's... One of the things that you have to be aware of when hunting vampires is that, like, they can pass for humans at night. And, like, Ridley, I feel like, is just going to dive into town, like, you know, soaring, screaming. He's going to cause more damage than he prevents. Yeah, I guess it would be kind of be trying to take care of, like, a rodent problem with a shotgun. Yeah, it's too much. It's overkill. Yeah. Ridley's overkill. So uh, either Ganondorf or Pitt, I think, uh, I don't think we need to come to like a final answer, right? I think we can with two good uh, vampire hunters. Yeah, I think so too. All right, great. I'm happy with that. Uh, so moving on, King K. Rule. Okay. So King K. Rule is a monarch, but mm-hmm. I think... Actually, there's, I more, a, there's more to it than that, well, right? I was, I was also about to say, like, I don't think he's a very good monarch, but I, I guess that really depends on your point of view. Because for the Kremlins... He actually is probably a very effective monarch. Okay, but do you think so? Because it seems like the only thing that he does, and he does it over and over again, is steal all of Donkey Kong's bananas. And is is he a fan of bananas? Does he share the bananas with the with the other Kremlings? And all he all, like when he does this, it just incurs the wrath of the Kong family, who then murder his people in droves. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. I guess what I was looking at was more just, it seems like the quality of life for Kremlins is fine. They all seem like healthy. Mm. Yeah. Big, but of course, only some of them are ripped. Right. Maybe we're only seeing like the, cause obviously he's an invading force. Yeah. So we're only really seeing the military might yeah. of the Kremlins. We're not really seeing the home life. Yes. Yeah, okay, so I think, like, to characterize this job correctly, he's not just a ruler, he's, like, a military dictator. Yeah. um, Who is maybe uh, not super in tune with the needs of his people. So, what Nintendo character fits that bill? I'm going to throw out, perhaps a controversial opinion, Princess Peach. Look, Princess Peach does have a little Marie Antoinette thing going for her. Totally. I mean, one day... (laughs) One day the Toads are going to realize that they have been duped and they're going to turn on her. Don't you also think that if um, that you would just abdicate the throne, if you were causing so much problem for your people, 
Right, because your yeah. kingdom yeah. is constantly under attack constantly. from an invading force. Yeah. You're being kidnapped all the time. So many resources, so much time is being spent to get you back to the Mushroom Kingdom or to it's get rid victim, of the person. It's a little victim blaming. Well, no, yeah. no, I'm just saying, you know, like, that, uh, I mean, yes, fair. <laughs> but don't you just, like, doesn't she get tired of it? Don't you just, like, at some point abdicate, move to Delfino Island? Yeah, and then just, like, tan every day. Yeah. Get a drink by the pool. Get a drink in the pool. Oh, my God. One of those swim-up bars. That's the life. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, so maybe what you're saying is that she's a little bit already in that position. Well, no, because I don't think she, uh, to your point, mm. it's, she is not choosing for this to happen. Right? She's not... Th- she's not bowser she's not invading other people's kingdom yeah 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 she's just trying to live her life and um keep the mushroom kingdom in order right and also like do we know that she does any like real governing or is she just like a figurehead yeah she's probably just a figurehead yeah uh, okay she needs to be able to go on vacation whenever she wants totally and sometimes that vacation is like you know just running around uh trying to get their cake back what happens in those games Okay, so who's a good substitute for King K. Rool? Uh, I immediately lean to King DDD. Sure, another king, mm-hmm. another evil king. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's also just, like, similarly built. Um, so, like, he could wear the same cape. Right, cost savings. Yeah. Um, who do you think would make a good monarch for the Kremlins? Someone that like, could actually, like, lead them in, in a positive direction. Yeah, like, who specifically would we put to be, like, you know, we're playing the role of the United States here. We're going to sure. topple a government. Great. And we're going to install <laughs> another leader in its place. Right. Who is sympathetic to our interests. Uh, Professor Egad. He's educated. He's an inventor. Um, he... Nobody wants to get a beer with Professor what? Egad. Oh, okay. All right. Look, you Likeability don't is that. a factor. <laughs> He's got, like, a little bit of a Bernie Sanders vibe going on. You don't want to have a beer with Bernie Sanders? Uh, okay, all right. Who, who would be a good uh, ruler for the Kremlings? Like, someone who could actually, like, turn that ship around. Um, I mean, in all honesty, I don't think EGAD is a bad choice. What about uh, Claude from Fire Emblem Three Houses? Um, he wouldn't be so uptight as to drive them nuts. Um, and he has a lot of uh, practice in like diplomacy between like mm-hmm. different factions of, of the Kremlings. Do you think it's problematic that he's human? What, you mean we have to find another lizard to lead these we guys? We don't have to find another lizard. Mm. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know, that might be a bridge too far. For, for the Kremlings. Yeah. Even though their sworn enemies are not humans, but uh, monkeys. Well, I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, sure. And we don't even know if they are their sworn enemies. We don't sure. really understand the motivation of the other Kremlins. And in fact, we need them to be less uh, of enemies to them. Less of enemies? I know what I'm saying. Um, they need to find some peace, some commonality with them. So here's, here's the ultimate pitch. What if it's Donkey Kong? Whoa. What if uh, the throne is abdicated by King K. Rule because Donkey Kong has smashed his skull in and become <laughs> the king of the Kremlings? Also, you know, who has a greater story than Donkey Kong? That's right. <laughs> the great uniter. Donkey the broken. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, Donkey Kong it mm-hmm. is. <laughs> Next on the list. Mr. Game & Watch, The Fool. The Fool. Now, you mentioned Luigi right away in, in this, um, and I'm bringing him up now for, uh, for, for this role. I also think... So I think Luigi is a great pick. Yeah. Um, I think that Wario is a solid pick here as well. He's yeah. a different kind of fool. Like, he's a different kind of bumbler. Because I think Mr. Game & Watch, he's trying to do his best work. There's an earnestness there. Totally. Yeah. Like, it's like extentu- uh, ex- uh, outside circumstances. Yes. Extenuating. Yes. Why, did, why is that word hard for both of us in that moment? So War- Wario, maybe, like, he's, he's going to be actively not... He's going to be slacking off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he's more... Um, you pull some strings... 
because your uncle is looking for somebody to like mow lawns for the summer. So you're like, look, I know this guy Wario. He's probably going to be a little iffy, but I think he'll really try, and he might. He might. Oh well, if if you if you vouch for him, I'll hire him. Exactly. I so. don't know about vouch, <laughs> but, I, but like he could really use the job. Uh-huh. So, so I feel like that's kind of like the Wario situation where Mr. Game and Watch had a rough time. He's yeah. broken his leg on some gig, and so he's like, I look. I know this guy. He's not going to be great, but he can just fill in for me for this, like, six weeks. Right. Look, he's a warm body. What do you want? And he can lift, right? Like, if yeah. you need him to move stuff around, he's not going to tire out. He will get distracted. He's throwing motorcycles left and right. And he'll smell bad. He'll smell real bad. Like, non-negotiable, right? Like, it's going to smell strongly But he comes garlic. cheap. Uh, yeah, that's true, because he's greedy, so he'll take any anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, we think he's a good candidate for this position i also think on the opposite side of this yeah if you wanted somebody who's more competent you call in kirby kirby comes for the temp agency yes like has a lot of heart is just kind of looking for his foot in the door right and kirby also just needs to be exposed to one other person who has the ability to do a job and then he's going to swallow them and take that ability Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I, I, think I think you just have like a myriad of options, just kind of like mm-hmm. depending on what you're looking for. I think that's perfect. I think Kirby is, uh, and also um, when he's like down on his luck and like between gigs, uh, like I feel like that's I have no problem watching Kirby get kicked around. No, no, because right? you know he's just gonna bounce right back. He's gonna bounce right back. He's the only person who survived the apocalypse at the beginning of Smash Ultimate, right? So like, look, he can he can take getting fired. Right? Yeah, Get, and like, canned. he's going to be, you know, fine to work with, and he'll go with you guys to karaoke and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be fun. Plus, we've seen him uh, be a chef, right? So that, that part's covered. I don't think we've seen him be a firefighter, but I can picture him in a firefighter's hat. It's adorable. This is perfect. Kirby's the right answer for this one. Dr. Mario. A doctor. So what are you looking for in a doctor? For me, it's somebody who I feel like is listening to me, yeah, and ha- is like taking in what I'm saying when they're making their diagnosis, right? You want to feel like you're being heard, yeah, even and though they're just going to write you a prescription for like amoxicillin or something. That's right. Uh, you want to feel as though you're being heard, and that uh, the person is um, an expert, um, but you also kind of want someone who's not judgy too, right? Like you want someone that uh, takes what you present them with, and they're like great, let's get you all fixed up, right? You want someone that can instill, like, that you have confidence in. Totally. Um, so I, I think that that, uh, so like, obviously we have to assume that any of these characters that we are putting in this position uh, go to medical school and have, like, some kind of training. Right. So we're kind of just kind of going on, like, who has the best, like, bedside manner But I mean, I, I also think that, like, in the Dr. Mario, the expanded Dr. Mario universe in Dr. Mario World, we see a lot of different characters. Yeah. Right, have gone through the schooling to become doctors. That's right. They all have those coats. They all have, like, those reflective... <laughs> yeah, that's right. ...circles on the top of their head. Which is uh, back from before we had, like, flashlights. Like that's that you, oh, would, so you would like light um, into uh, mm-hmm. someone's mouth and be like, oh yeah, your teeth are too big or whatever doctors tell you. <laughs> A terrifying problem. <laughs> so uh, now who, this who, might be yeah. part of like the maternal mm. um, thing that I maybe am kind of looking for in a doctor. Yeah. But A Florence Nightingale. Yeah, thing. exactly. Uh, but I'm going to say Rosalina. Rosalina is a great pull here because she is like the quintessential, um, like mother nurturing character, um, for like all of galaxies, right? Um, and I think I have to imagine that she has been providing medical assistance to Lumas for centuries. How old is Rosalina? She's been around forever. Seemingly very old. Yes. Um, this is a great, great. Great pick. Is she a playable character in Dr. Mario World? I don't think she is yet, but it wouldn't surprise me if at some point. Let's get on that. Uh, any other good candidates? Also, for- I'm sorry, just yeah. to interrupt, because it would be really cute to have like her, the little star that follows her around, also in a little doctor outfit. Oh my god, and carrying a clipboard. And it's like, look, the star thing is a physician's yeah. assistant. It's a Luma, but yeah. yeah. Oh, the Luma. Yeah, yeah. the Luma's a physician's assistant, like right. not a full doctor. Right. But you still, like, you would totally go see the Luma 
if Rosalina was booked. Yeah, to- totally. Because they're in the same practice, and, you know, like, the f- office staff is nice. And even though you're a little old, they let you take something out of the treasure chest. I mean, honestly, the fact that she has Lumas um, solves all of the problems that come with, like, having a private practice, right? That she's staffed up the whole place. She's got someone to work the desk. She's got nurses. Uh, all of these, like, Rosalina's the right choice for this. Because she's all stepped up. Uh, Samus Aran, Aran, how do you say this? I've always said Samus Aran. Yeah, um, I think that's probably right. But I feel like when um, the uh, Samus returns, like around that announcement time, people were saying Samus Aran, and I didn't care for it. I wanted it to be Samus Aran, because like the name Aran is spelled with two A's. <laughs> right, right. It's a different name. I'm, I'm good either way, Okay. however anybody wants to say it. Let's go with Samus Aran. Bounty hunter. So bounty hunting is tough work. Um, and I assume that we're going to go in like the more like adventure storytelling definition of it and not like the dog, the bounty hunter. Yeah, I think so. Because dog, the bounty hunter just uh, he it's a lot of lending money to people to pay bail. And then when they don't pay you back, chasing them down like actual bounty hunting is messed up. Um, that it's all that it's kind of predatory. Like the business is built on knowing that people aren't going to be able to pay back their loans right away, um, and their loans that they take out so that they don't have to spend a night in prison. Yeah, no, it's totally not like the kind of fictional, yeah, uh, mythos of um, uh, blanking on his name, not Django Fett, but Boba Fett. There we go. Django Fett was also a bounty hunter, right? Yeah, of the a bo- sort. The bounty hunter, Django Fett. <laughs> I'm just, I'm remembering the Camino ins. Yeah. And how they describe him. Uh, so who would make a good, that kind of bounty hunter? Someone who uh, gets assignments, uh, works well on their own, um, and uh, needs a constant flow of revenue. But, but also has to be very self-motivated. Totally, totally. Uh, uh, yes. Like needs to find, uh, need, yeah, yes. Very self-motivated. So, hmm. I feel like that cuts Link out of the equation, right? I think Link so is too. always a reluctant hero. Yeah, like a lot happens to Link. Yeah. Very rarely is he the one who's like, maybe never like taking up the mantle of being like, oh, the world needs a hero. Let me step up and become this person. It kind of like happens to him and he grows into the role. Right. And even like he, when he finds out that like the world needs a hero, that is something that like he'll he'll roll with, but like the bounty hunting is so far removed from that. It's like identifying uh, on your own and being like, you know what the world needs a hero, and Link is never gonna do that. Yeah. Well, it also like you know uh, when we talk about Metroid, like when we talk about what Samus actually does, it is interesting that there the stakes of the Metroid series, I guess, are high in the sense that Metroids are like probably the most dangerous. Uh, entities in the universe sure but they're fairly low because it's not like the uh samus's goal is not like save the earth right the stakes are usually either much more personal or much like smaller it's like escape this planet um like that sort of thing yeah 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 totally yeah uh bring the i mean the super metroid the whole point of that game is recover the baby metroid like, that's it. It's not like warding off the apocalypse no. or anything like that. And I feel like Link is more suited Link to that sort of work. He will not get out of bed unless the world is ending. <laughs> okay, so who is... Now, I think yeah. uh, also in the Zelda universe, I think Zelda slash Sheik. Oh, I was going to say Zelda slash Tetra. Mm-hmm. But go ahead with, uh, with I mean, Sheik. I think either of these are kind of like, hey... Somebody needs to take control of the situation. I am going to step up and be that person. Yeah. Like, I, I, th- I feel like that's a real... Uh, they share that a lot with Samus. Yeah, totally. I think, I think this is the answer. And I, I don't know which one is better. Because, um, like, Tetra has, like... She's a pirate. Um, and so she's already... I bet Tetra and her crew have taken bounties and, like, delivered on them. I bet that's already happened. Um, but Sheik, like you say, um, sees the world fall apart and is like... There's a there's a gap here. I I can I can fill this uh, and like, but kind of mostly just acts as as support to Link. But I think Zelda and whatever like alternate uh, persona she's gonna take on is the right answer for this one. The Wii Fit Trainer. Okay, 
Uh, so a fitness instructor. What do we need of a fitness instructor? So initially my mind goes to Captain Falcon. But I think this is the wrong choice. I think the reason I'm going to him directly is because he's like buff. Yeah. But that's not what you want. No. Right? That's not really what you need. It's like somebody who, in my opinion, in my experience, it's like when you had a math teacher in school who math always came so easily to them. They're not That's very good yeah. at like being able to explain the mechanics of math because they're just like, why don't you get it? And I feel yeah. sometimes that way about um, people who are like super into fitness or, or like uh, athleticism has always come naturally to them. It's harder for them to like understand and be a good teacher. Sure. Because so, they're like, why are you not just like mentally wired this way? So you want someone who maybe started out kind of chubby and then became leaner. So like or in Sonic my instance, the Hedgehog? Like, right, yes. <laughs> but not, not a Nintendo, not a Nintendo character. character. Yeah. Sadly. Um, yeah, and I, I mean I think there's um like you're totally right that you don't want someone who is like built. You want someone who's like lean, right? Like someone who's not um, You want somebody who's healthy and what like yes. whatever form that takes, right? Yeah. Who like knows fitness, like we talked about before, is like has a holistic view of what fitness is. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of like a doctor, you want somebody who's going to, like, motivate you, but somebody who's still, like, supportive and able to, like, fit your needs. Yeah. And also just, like, someone that you want to go to their class, uh, you know, every, every day, every week, whatever. Yeah. So someone that you're going to want to, like, listen to, so no crazy voices. Um, and someone whose, like, music choices you trust, too. Because if you're going to their classes, they're going to put on music, right? And you don't want to have to listen to you know, like uh, elevator music versions of classical music right. in their class, you want to listen to some jams. Okay, so look, this may be a well that we're going to go back to a lot. Yeah. But Luigi again? I- I'm going to say Claude from Fire Emblem Three <laughs> Houses. And this is not just because I want to hang out with Claude. Right. But we want to hang out with Claude. And what better excuse than to pay him $75 an hour <laughs> so I don't die of a heart attack? Uh, and, I mean, to that point, though, he is... Uh, He's a positive dude, right? Like he'll 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 be good at reinforcing um, the things that you're doing right. Um, but he's not. He's also not going to be scared to like call you out when you're messing up an exercise. Um, so I think he's he, yeah. I think Claude is 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 a great choice. For I will this. also uh, posit that Bowser might be pretty good at this. Now Bowser. We have is seen... his anatomy too different from mine for me to understand his demonstrations of what an exercise is? I think you would get. I think you would get the point. I mean, I've seen him do rhythmic gymnastics. You know, so I yeah. think I think it would translate yeah. well enough. Do enough. judo? I think I've seen him skateboard poorly, but that's partly because I was in control. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this though. Um, Bowser's voice is Bowser's voice. Yeah, that's so, true. So like he's gonna tell he's gonna try to tell you to do some like sit-ups and it's gonna come out like Right. And so that might be like a point of frustration. Yeah. I mean I do think Claude is really the answer. I here. think Claude is the answer too. And Donkey Kong I would also throw out, or maybe Diddy Kong. Are we discovering the because the last time that uh Claude came up was for King K. Rool's job. We ended up giving that to Donkey Kong. Are we discovering that Donkey Kong and Claude are the same type? I think we I might. Think we might be. be. Claude for fitness instructor, Donkey Kong for ruler of the Kremlings. <laughs> I think those are the right Fair. answers. I, I think, think that is the, the right answer. answer. Right. Also, then we get to hang out with Claude in real life, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Finally, uh, Star Fox. Fighter pilot slash commercial pilot slash, I don't know, just like showing you around. Uh, maybe you're getting your pilot license and he's retired now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like crusty about it, but you know that he mm, actually likes what he's doing. Of course. Because he just, he just misses flying. Right. He's going to be friendly about it for yeah. sure. Uh, hey, what about Mario? You think Mario would, because Mario would definitely, especially if we're like... <clears throat> taking this idea of like an aged up crusty Mario um, that like he's been on adventures. Right. Um, And uh, he's going to show you how fun flying is and he'll be like zipping around and going like yippee and all that stuff. Are we automatically disqualifying Funky Kong because he is in fact a a pilot? Is he a pilot? I mean, he runs Funky's flights. Oh, sure. So he might just be 
the middleman paying somebody who actually knows how to fly an airline. I mean, as far as I can tell, those are like magic barrels that have the front and back of airplanes glued onto them. <laughs> I don't really understand how the barrels work in Donkey Kong because some of them are cannons. Right. I mean, I think we are to understand that you are boarding an airplane, although that does make Kong Island enormous. Yes, if you have to board an airplane to get to the next area, yeah. or rather to a previous area. So maybe it's like the size of Australia? That's a big island. It is, yeah. But why else would you need a... Or I guess it could be like Hawaii and it's like inner island flights. Yeah, like a, a puddle hopper. Mm-hmm. Um, jumper, puddle jumper, island hopper. Doesn't matter. Um, uh, so yes, let's disqualify uh, Funky because he is either a pilot or flight adjacent. I just, I just don't really see Mario as somebody behind, like in a jet. Sure, you think he needs to be like just in it, or like he, he's gonna fly somewhere, but he's gonna do it with a cape or a raccoon. Right, tail. exactly. Or he's going to, you know, like buy a ticket. All right, let me try this one on. Tingle. Yes. Tingle is uh, a, a man of much enthusiasm. Um, so, I mean, have you known many pilots? They are big dorks for flying, right? So you need someone who is obsessive. And who is more obsessive than Tingle? The other thing is uh, I'm kind of stuck on this getting my pilot license thing. Yeah. And so, like, who's going to be my instructor? And you know it's going to be Tingle. Uh, when you did... Driver's Ed. Yes. The the person or the people that we I did like my my like driving with, my uh, uh like instructor assisted driving with. Yeah, the patience on these people. The patience like it's such a kind of like specific weird job. Everybody has weird stories where they're like we were you know out for it's like 2 hours at a time or whatever and we stopped it like I parked at my instructor's house and they went inside for a little bit yeah. and came back out and we kept driving some more. You know, like Tingle is that weirdness. Tingle is going to take you on weird adventures. He's going to make you stop at a building out by the highway that has no windows and wait in the parking lot for four and a half minutes. And then he's going to come out with ice cream, but you can't go in and you don't get to ask what those flavors are. Yeah. So Tingle is going to be our, uh, pilot slash driving instructor. <laughs> he could do both so he, well. He could do both. Yeah. I mean, the, my driving instructor, it was a driving school slash income tax <laughs> accountant. Uh, and uh, we know that uh, Tingle is no uh, stranger to being airborne because he is occasionally kept up in the air by balloons. Right? Right. Um, so, yeah, th- this is good. Uh, Tingle and Here's the other thing. Tingle is obsessed with navigation, mm, right? Mm-hmm. He gives you uh, the like pieces of the map um, in uh, the uh, Wind Waker. Um, so or in Majora's Mask. Maybe both. Maybe both. Look, he likes maps, okay? He's a cartographer by trade. And you know, this is another thing where pilots are all obsessive. They are also uh, obsessed with maps. Uh, so this is, this is perfect. Tingle absolutely is. I think the other pilot. part of this is that like, if we're doing fighter pilots specifically, yeah, like Tingle is the type of crazy that um, <laughs> uh, go uh, on. What I uh, what is his name in Randy Quaid's character in Independence Day? Sure, is crazy, right? Where it's just like if called upon, Tingle will like Be drop a, a nuclear bomb. Pilot is <laughs> yeah. that what we're saying? Yes, <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. And also, um, look, I love Tingle, but. If he dies valiantly, um, smashing into an alien ship, uh, I'm for it. I'm not against it. It's kind of the perfect end to his story perfect arc. Perfect arc, yeah. You know, if he's like, um, you know, telling his, cry- uh, screaming out at his dad who's not there, you know, as he's driving into that alien ship, just being like, I showed you I'd become something. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's how Tingle's story has to end in the next Zelda game. Breath of the Wild 2, you have to A, introduce Tingle, B, send him off in a blaze of glory. But really, just introduce him, you cowards. Yeah. We want Tingle in Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> Finally, the cops from Astral Chain. Yeah. Who would be a good police officer? So, this is tough. 
because I feel like what I think is a good police officer is different from what I think is a good like fictional cop. Totally. Um, because I probably in real life want someone who is an effective beat cop, right? Someone who is out there on the street and communicating with people in their community and is, you know, really only called upon to use force in extreme circumstances, but is mostly there as like a point of reference and a connection between the people and the city they live in. Absolutely. And I feel in that way, <laughs> in my head, I was like, through Rolodex, I was like, Luigi? No. No. Claude? No. No. <laughs> These could all be Claude. I mean, <laughs> let's just get this off the table right now. If any of these were Claude, I am into it. But I, this one I do think maybe Mario is well suited for. Um, tell me why. He's a, he is a man of the people. Mm-hmm. He's very down to earth. He's earnest. He wants to do good. He is helpful. You know, like, I think he is sort of that, like, grounded yeah. um, member of the community that we would be, would, that we would want in, you know, like, our own local cops. Let me ask you this. Um, is Mario good enough at taking orders to be a cop? Because cops do need to take orders. They do need to take orders, but as we've seen on so many cop shows, sometimes they need to know you know what orders to ignore what orders to ignore mm. so you want like renegade cop mario i want mcgarnagal you uh so here, here here's a thought that that entered my head and let's play with it for a second um because i think mario is a good answer um but i do think his like he's just so focused on fun that i wonder if like that gets in the way, like he's gonna be, you know, maybe like too chummy with people, and like you do need to have like some professional distance. Sure, yeah. What about Toad? No, no, too common. Not too common. It's he's uh he doesn't have the authority. Uh, that's a good point. You yeah. know, like Toad would make a good dare cop, right? Oh dare! You drove so many more people to drugs than you prevent than you ever. Scared away from them. Well, I am a man of my word, and I signed that dare pledge. I, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think you know that that to me is like Toad's kind of role. You know, like he he is does not have enough because I do think you need that balance of, of like an authority figure. Yeah. Um, and I don't think Toad has that. Yeah, Toad doesn't. He doesn't have any gravitas. He's gonna like shout to get you to like. You know, stop running away. And you just can't take him seriously. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So uh, then that would also rule out, like, Captain Toad and Toadette as well. Like, they all, like... Well, I mean, Captain Toad. How much authority does Captain Toad really have? He's a captain of what? Yes, that's right. Captain of one. Did you say one or what? Uh, Both. I mean, I didn't say both, but both work perfectly. Uh, So Mario might be the best candidate for, for cop here. But, I mean, also somebody like Falco... But right, Fal- like Falco is very like toe the line rule follower. Well, wait, Falco from uh, Star Fox is he not? No, he uh, smarts off to you every chance he can get. Like he is, he's on the team, but he's gonna give you crap about it all the time. Like he is like the quintessential not team player. No one will be his partner. Slippy. Slippy Toad does no, okay now he's got the same problem as Toad. Is that like who's gonna listen to him? You're right. I Slippy Slippy is a little too much like um Chief Wiggum. Yes, yeah. I mean it would be a real problem. What about uh uh what about Peppy, the old old man on the uh Star Fox team? Mm-hmm. Um that he he could be like the uh you know like grizzled uh beat cop that's been you know doing it for uh decades. Um, and has, is like such an integral part of the community that he like commands respect and like everyone knows him from way back. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum, somebody like Waluigi. Terrible cop. Now you wouldn't want him as a cop. I mean, unless you are running a crooked business. Oh yeah. You want someone you can bribe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or if you're a corrupt mayor. Oh yeah. You totally want Waluigi as the chief of police. You want Waluigi as the chief of police, and you want uh, Wario as, like, commissioner or something. <laughs> so it really depends on what kind of cop you're looking for. Yeah. I do think Peppy 
I think Pepe and Mario are, mm-hmm. are both great calls here. And then I think, on the other hand, if you're looking for, like, a corrupt cop, Waluigi's your guy. Right. Because, I mean, look, those people are easily bought, and uh, they are strong. They will see your evil deeds done. All right, perfect. Mark, we did it. We did the job swap for all these characters. I don't think there's any need to recap all of it. Let's, cl- <laughs> let's close out this segment. Do you have any characters that you think should have filled any of those spots, Mark? Do you have the, the jobs right there? We can just read them I off. I do, yeah. Time. Fighter pilot, fitness trainer, bounty hunter, doctor, bumbler, monarch, vampire hunter, and police officer. If you have any Nintendo characters that we should have pulled... Look, look we didn't mention anyone from Pokemon. Again, we know this is one of our weaknesses. <laughs> so if there's anyone in any of... Any Nintendo game that should fill any of those roles, you should write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and let us know, and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you liked the episode, you should rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can share on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. That kind of thing helps us out tremendously um on twitter i'm at patrick underscore ellers mark is at mke mitchell and the show is at nin cart society you can also check out the facebook page which is just nintendo cartridge society olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by ape at betty you can get more of his music by going to ape or by listening right now for my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying don't trust waluigi and thanks for listening I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. And we're co-hosts of This Particular Album is Very, Very Important to Me. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and also not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. Join us for season two with all new guests like, uh, well, you got your Al Yankovics, you got your Kulop Lysox, you got your Grant O'Briens, your Lauren's Lapkus, your Ego's Wodum, and your Rachel's Bloom. Well, there's more than that. Available at Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.